In today's episode, I am going to teach you six magical words, a very special phrase. And if I'm successful, you are going to love it so much that you'll probably go out and get it tattooed in reverse on your forehead. So every time you look in the mirror and question, should I do that thing? But it's going to take so long. You're going to read what it says on your forehead and you're going to be like, hell yeah, I'm all in. And those magic words are, the time will go by anyway. This is the Lady Quest podcast and I am Ariel Kylie. And this podcast is for you intuitive, self-aware women who know you have a big life purpose here on earth. Does that sound like you? Something that feels deeply meaningful to you that you want to do, create, experience, or pursue in this life. So oftentimes, when we do have the urge to do something extraordinary, and it might not be extraordinary to everyone, but extraordinary to you, something uniquely extraordinary to you, oftentimes, We look at that thing, we think about the amount of time it's going to take to make it happen, and when we look at that span of time, we get very defeated. If you're 50 years old and you have the urge to go back to get your master's in art therapy to become an art therapist, you might think, but By the time I do the schooling and do the internships and do everything, I'm going to be over 55 when I start practicing. Is it really worth it? Or you might fantasize about doing a triathlon one day and you love the idea of completing that feat and having all that strength in your body. But when you think about training for it, you think, gosh, it's going to take me at least a year to condition myself to be able to try a triathlon. Do I really have that time? Or maybe you have some obscure illness and there's one option where you go the Western medicine route and they say, okay, we can give you this quick fix with this medication and this surgery and you'll be feeling better two months from now, but you might have these side effects. And then you also know there's another approach you could take that might be a lot more involved. It might take more time. It might take more effort on your part, but you'd be healing it at the root of the dis-ease instead of just treating the symptoms. And you think, gosh, but I'm going to be two years older by the time I finally could heal it. That seems so long from now. In all these instances, and so many more. I beseech you to take on the thought, the time will go by anyway. No matter what you're doing with that time, the time is going to go by anyway. So the question really is, what are you going to do with that time? This really hit home for me when I was trying to finish my undergraduate degree. Spoiler alert, it took me eight years to finish my undergraduate degree. What happened was I did my freshman year right out of high school. 
the way a lot of people do it. I was 18. I got into NYU's Tisch School of the Arts. I was elated. I was so excited to move to New York City. I was so excited to study theater. And I did that one year and it was wonderful. But I also was studying acting and I thought, I don't really need this degree to pursue an acting career. So I dropped out after the first year. Technically, I think I took a leave of absence, but that was mostly just, you know, putting lipstick on dropping out. For the next three years, when I was 19, 20, and 21, I was trying to be an actor. As I shared in the first episode of the podcast, I had some success. I was on The Sopranos. I got big agents. I got big managers. I moved to Los Angeles. And I was doing all the things to try and have a successful acting career. And I ultimately realized it wasn't for me. But when I realized it wasn't for me, and I sent letters to my agents and managers and drove back across the country from Los Angeles to Vermont, it was springtime. And by that time, I had had all this life experience And I was so far from the idea of college. I turned 22 years old. I felt so much older than everyone else. But I was curious, to be honest, I was curious if I was smart. At the time, I had just a very low self-esteem around my intelligence, my book smarts. I just felt very deficient in that way. And so I decided I wanted to try to get into University of Vermont and take school really seriously. So I applied to UVM, and thankfully I got in, and the following fall, I started in a very kind of classic academic route, which was different from what I had done at Tisch. I was majoring in English, but then I got so into anthropology. I had a wonderful anthropology professor who just lit me up, and so I switched to an anthropology major. I got into the school play. I like really did my best to be a college student at University of Vermont. But again, I just felt so much older than the other students. Technically, I wasn't that much older, but I was in such a different phase of life. I had rented this tiny studio apartment in downtown Burlington, and I had this one friend, and we would just binge drink together. And so on the weekends, I was getting so drunk. And on the weekdays, I was studying my face off and I was doing really, really well. I was getting straight A's. And it was so exciting to learn that I was academically capable. But by the end of that year, which was technically my second year in college, I wanted something different. I was dating a guy. He was planning on going to London. He was graduating and planning on going to London to study theater. And I just thought I want to do a semester abroad. So I applied to a program in London and wound up the following year in the fall moving to London. And I was studying writing there and I was studying international relations. So technically that was my third year of college I was moving into. But when that semester was over and I came back to Vermont, it was really, really cold. I didn't have my studio apartment anymore. I was staying at my grandmother's house in Charlotte, Vermont. And I remember I took this one Bible studies class because I was kind of curious, like, what's up with the Bible? I never had really studied it. 
and it was in this stone building in January on the UVM campus and the heat wasn't working. And I went to class one day and I think it was 13 degrees Fahrenheit. And they were just acting like we should continue school and class and study, even though we were sitting in a stone building in 13 degrees Fahrenheit. And I just felt like it was ridiculous, so uncomfortable. I remembered that past year when I had been at UVM and I was over drinking partly because I just, it wasn't a good fit for me to be in Burlington. And at that time, I got a call from my old acting manager and she said, why don't you just come, come out to LA for pilot season, which is the spring. And it was within one week of having started the semester. So I said, all right, I'm in. Because within one week, you can pull out and get a full refund. So I pulled out. I left Vermont and all its coldness. I went out to Los Angeles and I experimented with coming out of retirement as an actor. At this point, I was 23, turning 24 that spring. And it was a pretty fun stint in Los Angeles. I wound up buying this old powder blue Chevy Nova, this kind of vintage car. And I worked at this fancy restaurant in Beverly Hills. And I lived in my friend Marty's garage in Venice, which was converted into a room. And I was like playing guitar and writing songs and doing open mics and just enjoying not freezing and kind of experimenting with the idea of being in the entertainment industry again. Then I almost booked a part on the show, The L Word on Showtime. It was between me and one other woman to play the part of Jenny, who's this young woman who doesn't know she's a lesbian in the beginning, and then she realizes she is. And I had signed all the paperwork for it. We had agreed on my salary and what I would be earning years into the future. If I got it, I would have moved to Vancouver to shoot. And even though one part of me really wanted it. When the other woman booked the part and I didn't get it, I was so relieved. And I just knew for maybe a month or two, it would be so fun to get that money and have that opportunity. But I would probably turn into the most annoying diva on set. Part of the role was I would have had to be topless a lot. I would have you know, had to just make out with people because it's in the script and they want me to make out with them. You know, it's like kind of racy show. And I just knew it would piss me off. And so when I didn't get it, I thought I got to stop this. I got to stop acting like I should be an actor. So at that time, I decided I would move back to New York City again. And I went back to New York that summer and I rented a little room in Park Slope in one of my old NYU college friends apartments and I was sleeping on an air mattress and it was a really a pretty low time in my life. I was working at this restaurant called The Hog Pit which was kind of like a seedy barbecue restaurant and bar in the meatpacking district in New York. It was also pretty trendy. It had kind of a coolness to it, but it definitely had a dark underbelly. And I really just didn't know what to do. I had done these two stints of college. And when I was looking 
out at my future, I knew I still had a solid year and a half, if not more, I needed to do to get all my credits to finish college. I knew I could not go back to University of Vermont. And also, I would be 26 years old when I finally finished my undergraduate. And in a lot of ways, I felt like a failure. I felt like I had had all these false starts. I hadn't followed through on anything. And the idea of going back to college just seemed really hard. And I kept having the thought like, but I'm going to be 26 when I finish. And then I was introduced to this idea. I don't even know where I came across it of the time is going to go by anyway. I'm going to be 26 anyway. These two years are going to pass by anyway. Do I want to have finished? Do I want to have that degree in two years? Or do I want to let them pass by and question if I should have done it? What's going to happen if I'm 26 and I didn't do it? And I look back at the two years and think, God, I could have just knocked it out in that time. And it was this thought, the time is going to go by anyway, that gave me the energy, that gave me the oomph to make a plan. I had heard about Gallatin, which is another college within NYU, Gallatin School of Individualized Study that sounded really wonderful and kind of trippy. They had all these cool classes, atypical. Of course, I would be right in the middle of the village in New York, which is where I really felt at home and happy. And so I applied to transfer from UVM back to NYU to go to Gallatin. I remember the day I got the acceptance letter. I was opening it on the stoop in Park Slope and I was so relieved. I just felt like I was getting this second chance at something I had quit a long time ago. That spring semester, I went back to school and I went through the summer, through the next year, and I graduated right before I turned 27. And, you know, I got this wonderful kind of blessing right around my graduation because after having been on The Sopranos, every once in a while, they would invite me to different events. And I I had changed addresses so many times since I'd done that show. Like, there was no way for the mail from them to find me. But one day I was walking, I was walking on Bleecker and I came across my old landlady. So when I was 19, I lived in this apartment in the East Village and rented a room from this woman named Jana. And she said, oh my gosh, I just recently got something in the mail for you from HBO. This was like years later. I don't even think she had my phone number at this point. And I went to the old apartment I used to live in and she gave it to me and it was an invitation to the series finale of The Sopranos. It was at Radio City Music Hall and it was the celebration of the end of the series and they were going to play on the big screen like three of the episodes and then there was this big after party. So I went. I went to the finale. I went to the after party. And one thing that had happened when I was on the set of The Sopranos back when I was 19 
was James Gandolfini, who plays Tony Soprano, kept saying to me, you should go back to college. Like, don't do this shit. Like, go back to college. Go back to college. And so I got to go up to him at that party and say to him, James, if he didn't recognize me at first, and then I reminded him who I was and First, he's like looked very grumpy and didn't want to be talked to. And then once he realized who I was, he's, he broke into a smile and hugged me and was really happy to see me. And I said, James, guess what? I just graduated from college. And he was so happy. And he gave me the biggest hug. He was like relieved on my behalf that I had quit the industry. And it was such a wonderful validation of my choice to finish college. And even though I just turned 27, I felt like I had completed this thing that I really needed to complete in order to move into the next phase. The time went by anyway, and I got it done in that time. So that's when I was introduced to this idea. And since then, there have been so many choice points where I've asked myself, well, if the time is going to go by anyway, what do I want to do? What do I want to do with it? And this can be applied to writing a book. You might think, gosh, it's going to take me years before I finish it. The time is going to go by anyway. Do you want a book at the end of it or not? It can be applied to running a marathon. Oh, it's going to take me six months to train. The time is going to go by anyway. Do you want to have run a marathon at the end of it? Do you want to have had the experience of doing that training? Facing your childhood trauma. You might think, gosh, I really want to heal from this. But I know it's going to take deep and ongoing work with a therapist. It might take me years to heal this you know what? The time is going to go by anyway. Don't you want to feel like you have healed six years from now, eight years from now, even 10 years from now? And this applies to big picture things like those bigger projects, but you can even apply it to this week or this afternoon. You're like, God, I really want to clean out that closet. I know I would feel so much better but it's going to take me at least two hours. The time is going to go by anyway. Do you want a clean closet at the other end of it? So, you know, we've got to bring this back to you. And my invitation to you is to ask yourself, what have you been putting off because you think it'll take too long? What thing do you catch yourself saying, gosh, but I'm going to be this age by the time it's done. And hold your attention on it. Just say out loud, the time is going to go by anyway. Do I want to have done that with the time or not? Because the time is going by anyway. By not doing it, you don't stop time. You're just going to be doing something else with that time. And then to take this to the next level, you could tune into how's it going to feel? to have finished? How's it going to feel to have gotten to the other side, no matter what age I am? It felt so good to have that purple cap and gown on and graduate and have James Gandolfini be so happy for me. And now that's in my 
distant past, it seems like such a no-brainer to have finished. Okay, so are you ready to get your tattoo now? The time is going to go by anyway, backwards on your forehead. So when you look in the mirror, it reads forwards. You know what I mean? And if you feel a little shy about that, you can always cut bangs to cover up the tattoo. But then when you want to see it, you just push your bangs back and it's there. All right. I hope you have found some inspiration in this episode to go forth and do the thing no matter how much time it takes. Brush your doubts aside, jump in all the way. It's going to feel amazing. Hey, if you like this podcast, you will love the LadyQuest program. Join my newsletter through the link in the episode description if you want to learn more about LadyQuest, my one-on-one coaching work, and get invited to free transformational workshops I teach on a regular basis online. Also, if you want to make my day, you could leave a five-star review for this podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of my world, and I look forward to being with you again very soon.